All right, Ulysses, it's the offseason, so we got to talk about some things. Why not dive into a 40-man roster discussion concerning the Tampa Bay Rays that, hey, this might turn into, dovetail into a multiple episode arc on the Lockdown Rays podcast. I think it will. There's a lot to talk about with this 40-man. Look at me. I'm, I'm holding a highlighter, and I have an Excel spreadsheet open up. So this is going to be one for the record books. Get your pen, get your paper, play along with us, and let's start it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us anytime, Locked On Rays at gmail.com. All right, Ulysses, you have studied for the exam. You have parsed through the 40-man roster and the looming decisions with a fine-tooth comb. I showed up to the test without a pen, paper, or pencil, so we'll see how this goes. I think uh, we'll have some uh, organic banter and back and forth, but uh, with all that... uh, going into what we're going to discuss. Uh, Where do you want to go? How do you want to direct this 40-man roster discussion concerning the race here? Sure. Well, first, I just want to say, didn't you always have like a strong dislike for those people that never showed up to the the classes in college and then just showed up in the, uh, for the tests and then they didn't even have like a pencil? They're like, can can I bum off a a paper? Like, no, you, you ingrate little, I'll stop myself there. Anyway, people, yeah, I had a strong dislike for those uh, any, for those characters. Uh, yes, so 40-man roster construction, Rule 5 draft, how th- does this all work? Well, let's first start with what is the Rule 5 draft? Because maybe you've heard of it, but you don't really know what it is. So let's go with the MLB.com glossary uh, description. Rule 5 draft allows clubs without a full 40-man roster, to select certain non-40-man roster players from other clubs. Clubs draft in reverse order of the standings from the previous season. Players signed at age 18 or younger need to be added to their club's 40-man roster within five seasons, or they become eligible for the Rule 5 draft. Players who are signed at 19 or older need to be protected within four seasons, okay? So that's a little bit of more complexity than you might need. But here is the kicker here. A player selected in a Rule 5 draft must remain in his new team's 26-man active roster for an entire season in order for that new team to gain full rights to the player's services. If the player doesn't spend the entire season on the active roster, or the new team simply decides to part ways with the player, he must be first offered back to his original team for a $50,000 price, which is half of what it was given to that new team first, which Mm -hmm. is $100,000. So 
with that in mind, there are players right now that will be eligible from the uh, in the race farm system for this Rule Five draft in this in this winter. So that means who do you need to protect in the race farm system that you don't want other teams to have a, a go at at by giving them space in the forty man? But it's not just protecting these players. Okay, there's an other two things that have to happen. Number one, there's another deadline before, which is the 60 IL to the 40 man deadline. So you have to move those uh, players from the 60 man I from the 60 day IL to the 40 man. So that's going to you know kind of f- fill up your 40 man roster, which right now stands at 38 for the race. So after you do that, the deadline is the fifth. So basically when the World Series ends. Then the Rule 5 protection deadline comes on November 20th. So basically two weeks after you did the 60-day uh, IL guys to the 40-man, then two weeks later, you have to have the Rule 5 protection guys in the 40-man. So with all of that being said, how did I do, Kevin? How did I do first? I, I thought you did an excellent job of explaining that, and I think it's important to explain the mechanisms that are in play especially with the rule five and the prospects that are eligible with the rule five because again it's not necessarily sometimes it's not necessarily based on pure talent but what are the odds of another team is another team going to take this guy and stash him on the active roster are are they ready and prepared and willing to do that and the other thing to mention about the rule five uh, among others here is that uh, there was not a rule five draft last year. Correct. So, so there's more people. Exactly. So there are more players that are eligible because there wasn't that rule five draft um, done in, in, because of the lockout. Right. So there is, there are so many moving uh, pieces here. Where should we start, Kevin? Where do, where, where do we start from here? Well, what we should start with is betonline.net. I think so. Or we can move on. Betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every single game. And as always... Bet online, it remains your continued source for all your sports wagering info with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport that is out there. We're talking MLB, of course, MMA, boxing, golf, everything. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it is where the game starts. All right, Ulysses, so you mentioned where should we start. Maybe we should, with this exercise that may extend for multiple episodes uh this week is go in order of what the rays have to do for example they have to take care of like you mentioned the 60-day il to 40-man situation before they can uh traverse the rule five eligible prospects Mm -hmm. and get that issue sorted away so I assume, do you want to go ahead and start with the 60-day IL dilemma? Yeah, let's let's do that. For those that don't have it right in front of you or are driving or something else, I'll give you the names from the 60-day IL. 
Uh, in none, uh, uh, in no order, really. Uh, we got Nick Anderson, Shane Boz, JP Fireisen, Andrew Kittrich, Brendan McKay, Brendan Lau, Kevin Kiermeyer, and Ryan Thompson. I'm including Kevin Kiermeyer there. I know. Yeah. He has a team option, so technically he is there. But we all know that he. M- most likely fits in the free agent bucket, but I went by the rule book, so he's in the 60-day IL. Okay. So there are eight players there, Kevin. I'll start yeah. with a bombshell. I'll start with a bombshell here. Of those eight players, including Kevin Kamar. All right. Okay. How many players do you think I I put on the, on the 40 man? How many of those eight players you would put on the 40 man? And let's mention, as at this point, the Rays have 38 players on the active roster. Correct. So if they want to add four, that brings their total to 42, which, of course, cannot work. Right. I will say Shane Boz is an absolute must-add. I would say J.P. Fireisen is a absolute must-add. I would say Andrew Kittredge is an absolute must-add. And I would say Brandon Lau is an absolute must-add. So that is four for sures. And then this is where we get into Muddy Waters of Nick Anderson, Brendan McKay, Kevin Kiermeyer, Ryan Thompson. Right. I would right. say four. You, you have to add at least four. I, I think it'll end up being four. But I not those four? It, I would cut it down to three, actually. Okay. I personally would not add Andrew Kittredge. And I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll give my reasoning. I understand okay. that they will, but this episode is not going to, or these episodes are not going to be what I think they'll do. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll mix it in here and there. But I think they will add Andrew Kittredge. But for me... This guy's not pitching till August. And you oh, don't know how he's coming back. And with, like you said, the Rule 5 not being there last year, and with a lot of depth that you have, and third of all, that you can grab anybody off the pile, <clears throat> Jason Adam, and just turn them into all-star relievers, I don't I mean I don't think there's an actual 100% like yes we need to occupy this this space for Andrew Kittredge even though he's not going to pitch until August. If he wants to come back to 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 the to the race, he will. He did that la- uh, the last time he was injured and, right. and 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 did a contract that way. So I would go with 3. Uh, I'm going to flip-flop and agree with you there as Sucky as it is for a guy to undergo Tommy John surgery and then get dumped after that, Mm -hmm. it's a business. It's baseball. It happens all the time. And I think that we can corroborate what Andrew Kittredge is going through with Nick Anderson and Brendan McKay. Nick Anderson isn't the same Nick Anderson of old. Brendan McKay, I mean, that's a whole other issue in the storyline, but – no guarantee that Andrew Kittredge, even after the the surgery and the the length of time that it would take for him to be able to make an impact, that he's going to be back and better than ever or as good as before or a semblance of a, 
uh, of what he was before. I know, you know, Tommy John surgery, it usually lends to helping yourself in terms of velocity and, and so forth, but you could have a setback. A million things could happen from that timeline and, and from that, from that point of view. Plus, like you mentioned, Ulysses, um, it's a uh, dime a dozen with uh, raised relievers and, and turning them into studs. I mean, wasn't Andrew Kittredge kind of one of those dime a dozen guys not too long ago. So um, your point is well taken there. So I, I will, uh, I will retract my statement of four and go down to three. In fact, I'm almost, I don't know what uh, I can't recall what uh, Ryan Thompson's injury was. Uh, I can't either. Was it an elbow or an oblique? I don't remember. Well, my my point is, I wonder if he would be returning significantly sooner or his projected return significantly sooner than Andrew Kittredge, if he would be more likely of a lock than Kittredge, not to say he is or would be a lock, but it also is nice. I mean, Thompson's been uh, successful points for the Rays. Also, the we know how they love the uh, unique deliveries and the different arm angles and uh, the little... Um, you know, the, the, the different flair of what a particular pitcher brings. And we know Ryan Thompson does that with his, uh, with his height and his delivery too. So maybe that's something to consider, but, um, yeah, I think it, it might come down to just Boz JP and, and Brandon Lau. Uh, uh, that's, how, that's where I, uh, I'm staying I just, you know, Ryan Thompson, I agree with all your points, and he had a really nice June-July after a, a, a tough stretch there to, to begin the season. Um, but he did kind of falter in the end, and his stuff, ultimately, there, there was drop, a drop-off in the peripherals. And again, that's, that's, that's a position of strength. So I, I don't see uh, them, again, holding a, a position like that. And can we touch on Brendan McKay for just a little bit? I mean... Can you say Brent Honeywell 2.0? I mean, my goodness, this, the, the setbacks, the surgeries, the, oh, well, another surgery. Wait, let me do AAA. Oh, I'm almost back. Nope, another one. TJ, like, just I, I feel so bad for Brendan McKay. Just like what, what, a, what a nightmarish last three years for him. Yeah. I have all the, the, you know, I hope he comes back healthy. But then again, like, you don't know what you're getting from Brendan McKay. You just don't. Um, so are you really going? He's not going to throw one single pitch next year, and he's not going to swing the bat productively in MLB next year either. So right. are you really going to hold a spot for Brendan McKay? I mean, I think that's a fair question to ask. I, I don't think that's that's like, oh, how dare you say Brendan McKay shouldn't be protected? Like, if there are, you know, sound off on the comments. I want to hear you guys. Uh, I, I hate to say this, but, I mean, he's kind of has the has-been label on him now. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but, like, what have you done for me lately is is it's not a lot, man. And, and, and again, tremendous, you know, opening start against the Texas Rangers, scoreless, six innings, but... He did have kind of a tough go, and I, I just and again, I'm not yeah, protecting I think him. That um, let's also remember he was drafted in 2017, five years ago. Not out of high school, mind you, but basically being the best college baseball player, player 
that year. And yeah, what, I mean, he was, I think there, there is, and has been so much hype surrounding him as a possible two way player and the success he had. And the fact that the Rays drafted him so high and obviously gave him a huge signing bonus. And then it's been setback after setback after setback. And, you know, I've been joking, half joking the last year, year and a half, whatever it's been that just give up on the throwing thing convert him to a hitter and see if, if that works. Try something else because what he's doing right now, um, the, the, the arm just isn't holding up. So yeah. uh, I think that at, at this point he's expendable. At some point you can't just keep kind of uh, – the chrome has worn off on, on Brendan McKay. I mean, I, I, it, there, there comes a time for everybody. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And um, – you really want to bank on on taking up a roster spot for you know a huge, huge, huge question mark. Yeah, so no, I so agree. That, that's that's where I'm staying. I'm I'm going with those three. Anderson, the way that he kind of left before even the season ended, that smells a lot like when Deion Navarro was left off the ALDS roster in 2010. Uh, I believe for Shopik and Jaso. And he was asked by Joe Madden to, hey, can you just stay with, with, with the team and the clubhouse and all that? And he's like, no, you cut me. I'm out. Yeah. And so, like, you're like, oh, okay, he's not coming back. Yeah. That's, it, it has the same, you know, smell test with Nick Anderson saying, you know what? I'm out uh, before the AAA season was over. Like, it, it has the inkling of, oh, okay, there was yeah. something amiss between the front office that maybe some promises were made, maybe some expectations uh, from from the player uh, did not match uh, the the plan for him, and so I, I I think Nick Anderson in a Rays uniform is not going to happen either. Question, and I think we can kind of I mean I know we threw Kevin Kiermeyer into the sixty day IL pool, but I, I think we're both agreeing that the Rays are going to pay the opt out and he's going to yeah. be a free agent. Um, now, out of the players that are on the bo- bubble, so to speak. Nick Anderson, Brendan McKay, Andrew Kittredge, Ryan Thompson. If the Rays were to add one of those players, so instead of, all right, we've, we've got Boz, JP, Brandon Lau locked up, we, we can bring on one more. Who would that guy be? Who should that guy be? I, I think because of the, of the look and because of what he can, he can do, it would be Ryan Thompson. Uh, depending on how early he can come back, I believe he would be okay to come back by opening day. Uh, so like he could he could have an, a normal off season and then uh, you know start with the team in spring training. So I would give him the 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 upper hand there on Ryan Thompson. Uh, you know, the other yeah. than you know, Brendan McKay, Nick Anderson, Kittrich. Like no, yeah, I think Ryan gets it. Now with the sixty day IL discussion, so let's talk through this and work through this before we move on to our next episode. So we're in agreement that the Rays will add three players from the 60 day IL to the 40 man roster, which again, that would bring it up from 38 to 41, which means one guy has to be dropped. Ooh. Okay. Let's start easy. Okay. Let's start easy here. Okay. First guy I'm giving the boot. Sorry, thank you for your work. Maybe we'll pick you up later on. Mr. I love this last name. 
Jimmy Yaka bonus. Yaka my bonus. I'm sorry, yeah. Jimmy, but my Yaka and my bonus ain't coming in here. I agree. As uh, Evan Klosky would say, Jimmy, what's he say? Bag of donuts. I think that's the, the term for him. <laughs> Who knows? He could also be a guy that, you know, the Rays were to spend an off season with them that he could turn things around and, you know, become the next uh, great no-name reliever that turns into something. But as of this juncture, yes, I think he would be the guy to go. And it makes sense that we look at pitchers because of the current 40-man roster that stands at 38 players, you have 19 pitchers and 19 position players. Well, if we go to the 60-day IL and we're adding – two pitchers and one position player and Brandon Lau kind of want to make it evened out, so to speak. So I agree that Jimmy Yacobonis would be the, the first name to drop, uh, unfortunately for him. Uh, yeah. On that note, Ulysses, should we, should we continue this for tomorrow's episode? There's much more oh. on the 40 man. I, I feel like we go into a diatribe if we keep uh, running along here. I think so. I think this is maybe a, a good stopping point. Uh, again, this this is a Tuesday evening episode, so if you don't catch it, maybe you can catch it on Wednesday. And by Wednesday's time, you know, maybe in the afternoon, it'll drop the second part, yeah. and 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 so on and so on. Uh, so uh, again, uh, we we love uh, your support. So if you want to subscribe to YouTube, we would really uh, encourage that. We're five away from five hundred. 500 that's amazing kevin so please thank you please and thank you uh keep uh, subscribing to the channel uh hitting that like button it really helps us reach other race fans that might not know about this podcast and i would be remiss um you know we do have uh, a few moments here of the world series is set folks so while we are talking about the rays there is still baseball to be played and these 40 man uh, maneuvers can't and won't be made until after the world series, which of course is the Philadelphia Phillies going up against the Houston Astros. So uh, who would have thought? Who do you got? Who do you got? I, I can't pick the trash cans. I'm going with the Phillies. I think they have, I was in Philadelphia this past weekend. There's a magic. There's an aura. There's something special about this Phillies team. Okay, they may not match up. You look at these two teams on paper, yeah, give, give it to the Astros. But this game, no game, no, no sporting event is played on paper. What the, what the Phillies did in their series against the Padres, some of their spectacular moments and comebacks and heroics, I think they have that special sauce to get by the Houston Astros. Um, and that, that's what frankly, I hope happens, which again, uh, Philly would be a, they're already group holes, uh, <laughs> over there because you, you've got the Phillies doing what they're doing right now. You have the Eagles who are the last undefeated team in the NFL. The flyers, believe it or not, are actually decent this year. Um, so Philly is, is certainly, uh, they've got a different mindset and vibe and man, Bryce Harper, say what you want. He's fun to root for. Kyle Schwarber is fun to root for. Reese Hoskins is fun to root for. They they just got, they got a neat, neat collection of players. And um, yeah, it's probably not the most uh, 
an analytically driven roster, but I, I, I think and hope that they can get it done personally speaking. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, you have to, I, I hate, and I'm using that word uh, carefully here. I hate having to root for the Phillies, yeah. but I'm rooting for the Phillies, of course, because, you know, 08 is always going to be there. So, of course, I don't want to root for the Phillies. Right. But when the other side is the Houston Astros, <laughs> I mean, give me, give me the Liberty Bell and I'll, and I'll bang it because yeah. uh, it's go Phillies go uh, right now for me. Uh, and Bryce Harper, what a guy to just yeah. – what he's doing is just incredible. So fun, like a superstar doing superstar things. It's it's one of the coolest things you can you can you can you know experience as a fan right. of of a sport. Just like the guy that's supposed to come through is coming through in bunches. I mean that Oppo Taco and then the celebration, like yeah, saying you know like look at you know it's Phillies time. Like that's that's really cool. So. Having said that, I'm I'm rooting for the Phillies, and I do think that it all started with that magical ninth run and uh, ninth inning comeback against the St. Louis Cardinals, and they were like, "Oh, yeah. we got this. We we got magic. If we can do that, we can do anything else." It all started then. The team of destiny thing. I will root for them, and I want them to win. But after seeing what the Houston Astros have done yes. in this postseason, they are not a truck. They're a tank i mean they're just they have kevin they have it's like no flaws the right starting pitching a plus relief pitching a plus defense a plus hitters a plus how can a team with jose altuve jordan alvarez and cole tucker doing zilch in the alcs and then still they sweep the yankees which felt so good but right. how are you able to do that with three all-stars? With three perennial all-stars just doing basically nothing for you and in the hitting side. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it has been amazing. And while I'm not rooting for the Astros by any means, um, I do give them kudos for sweeping the Yankees. I mean, if it's kind of pick your poison with that. But to, yeah. to sweep the Yankees and send them home like that is uh, pretty special. Uh, if you're a Rays fan in that regard, um, enjoyable, but it was enjoyable yes. for me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that about Bryce Harper because baseball desperately needs the superstars to step up and be showcases in the yeah. fall classic in the world series. You need that more, more than ever, more than anything. And, um, again, you mentioned what they did against the Cardinals, what they did against the Padres at times. I mean, I was at a wedding when they were down four Oh in the first inning. And then, <laughs> I think the the Padres eventually took the lead. It was six to four, and then the the Phillies came back and won the thing. Like it's it's they've got something something going on. And let me tell you this: um, Phillies fans will not. The Astros are going to hear it when they travel to Citizens Bank Park. Can't wait anywhere they go. Wait, yeah. Like if you think there's you know there's hatred, and then there's hatred from. A Philadelphia fan base. Just saying. That. <laughs> um, on that note, yeah. So, okay, real quickly, how many? Uh, how does this series go? Is it is it a clean sweep? Is it best of five? Is it is it five games, six games? Is it going to go the full seven? What's your barometer say? I'm rooting for six to seven games. I, I want them to just go tit for tat. I want them yeah. to just like 
you know, those action movies where like you're like that guy would be dead with one punch in the face, but they just keep punching literally yes. to their faces multiple times. And you're like, this is not real. Um, that's what I want. I, I want just punch after punch after punch in the face uh, and see who gets, uh, you know, the pulpier face. You know. <laughs> there we go. That is yeah. uh, that's a good way to put it. All right. Um, yeah. So there is baseball to be enjoyed, uh, despite all the other happenings that are going on in the sports world. Uh, thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen to the Locked On Today podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.